You're listening to the One Young World Diaries, a Deloitte Indonesia podcast that brings you conversations on social impact issues and everything on One Young World, the biggest young leaders platform, with me, Gia, as your host throughout the series. Enjoy! What's up, Impact Creators? I'm so happy to be back um, on this new episode with uh, Charlotte Jap. She is super brilliant, and I met her at One Young World in London, and she has a great story to tell. Um, to introduce you, she is right now a cur- currently a senior creative at Live Nation Entertainment, and she is the founder of this amazing organization called Circle, which focuses basically on intergenerational dialogue and um, yeah, she's going to tell us all about it in this series. So welcome, Charlotte. Thank you so much, Gia, for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm so super, super excited. Uh, before we start um, the series, I always like to kind of, you know, just ask about what made you um, apply or how did you find out about it? Basically, you know, your journey um, to enter to the One Young World. My journey to One Young World was actually quite different from a lot of people's. And I got this email out of the blue from um, one of the coaches, one of the speech coaches. And um, she was basically reaching out like, hello, um, I don't know if you're familiar with One Young World, but we are a global summit and we're all about young leaders and activists. Um, you know, we think that there could be a great opportunity for you to talk about Circle, you know, wow. joining us. And yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I kind of was just curious and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a yes woman. I, you know, take on every opportunity I can. So right. we spoke and I was totally inspired by the summit and the whole community that comes with it. And, you know, I'd never given a speech, like a true keynote speech about Circle. I've been on panels, you know, I've done podcasts like this. I think I only had a couple months to prepare to write the speech and practice it. And they give you a lot of coaching leading up to the event. So that's how it happened. Very crazy. That also (laughs) says a lot about how Circle has you know, just really had this wide network of outreach that they could reach to this One Young World community in that way as well. That's really kind of amazing. Um, You had a few months to prepare, and I know you said that you spoke as a panel uh, before, but, you know, this is huge community of 2,000 young leaders, and how was that for you? I was lucky in that English is the language I speak every day. It's Mm -hmm. basically what I grew up with. So, um, you know, hats off to all the people, all the speakers, the delegates who were speaking and and writing their scripts in English when that's not their first language. So I did feel like more comfortable in that way. But, you know, Mm -hmm. after all that build up and watching other people give these amazing speeches, the pressure kind of built up, but it also you know, like inspired me to just go for it. And like, I practice every day, you know, leading up to the final night. And, um, and it actually gave me a lot of kind of energy and spirit to go and do it. And I'm still looking back, you know, when you you have a big accomplishment, you look back and you're like, I don't even know how I did that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, I also remembered what I also remember it was also your birthday, right? Like we actually, yeah. we sang you the birthday song, like 2000 plus people and all these amazing coaches and mentors. They were also all singing um, your birthday song. <laughs> yeah, there were no words. This is like 
so much bigger than me. You know, that's when you start yeah. to feel the ripple effect of how it moves beyond that stage. Right. So it was a, it was an insane day, like probably one of the top days of my life, I think. Isn't that just like you didn't even know about One Young World before and then you were nominated. Like what an honor and what an amazing kind of, you know, just unique experience for you for the first time as well. Like that's really cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. You can tell that to your grandkids one day. (laughs) Do you have any kind of advice for any other future delegate speakers that are going to, you know, attend and speak at the One Young World representing their organizations? Good question. (laughs) I think, like, if I were to do it again, I wouldn't change anything except, um, you know, we went out to these amazing um, experiences in the evenings and you kind of just have to be like on all the time. Mm-hmm. And I um, ended up not really taking advantage of those smaller breakouts in between mm-hmm. the larger plenaries. I really miss like all the people that I got to meet and that experience, you know, when you would just sit down by yourself and suddenly someone turns to you and introduces themselves and you're like, right. Oh, Uh, Okay. And then you become friends and you kind of pick up all these connections. And I think that would have been just heightened by going to those breakouts, but Mm -hmm. I was really tired. (laughs) I can imagine, but you know, you were so gracious. Like when you, uh, basically I just approached you out of the blue. I was like, hi, I heard your speech. It was amazing. Let me introduce myself. And you were really kind. So thank you for that. And that's why we were able to make this connection and you're a guest to this new podcast. So I'm happy with that. (laughs) Um, Aside from that amazing experience as a speaker, um, what other speeches that touched you or that moved you or that resonated with you? And when you came back, there were so many amazing speakers that I, I was like in awe of during the actual programming. And I'm just thinking about like, you know, seeing JK Rowling speak about Lumos and how, yeah, and using her platform from Harry Potter to actually speak about a really, really specific issue. And um, it was just amazing because I think holistically, it really spoke to the intersection of business and sustainability slash activism. And One Young World basically creates four days that show you exactly how that happens. So yeah. that was super inspiring. And I think, um, you know, like the whole One Young World, that must have been an experience that really, I, I, I don't know, because when I read your, um, uh, the, the idea for Circle, it tied so well with what One Young World Summit was. But can we maybe like retract back and you tell us about uh, Circle, just like as an organization, how did you come about to finding it? And um, yeah, so so basically your background story. The story goes that I, you know, I grew up in New York City and I left for college. I went to Georgetown in Washington, D.C. And um, Georgetown is very serious in sort of business and actually a lot of people working in medicine go there. And I'm more of a creative type. So I didn't have a lot of resources. So I came back home. I moved back in with my parents um, and I was working in uh, the media side coming up with creative ideas for brand partnerships. And um, what happened was I realized that I wasn't really prepared to do a lot of those 
skills because right. I studied comparative literature and I didn't study marketing. Mm-hmm. So I needed a lot of training, but I didn't know where to get that training because everyone um, who was older than me was maybe maximum 10 years older and they were very busy. So there wasn't really a culture of training or mentorship at the company. Mm. And I ended up looking to my parents for that mentorship. And my parents had both been aged out of their careers in creative industries. So I was able to kind of bring a lot of knowledge and insights. So it really came out of this need from my perspective and also my parents' perspective. And I wanted to bring that two-way mentorship to a bigger group. And so the first idea that came to mind was what if I did an event that was all about intergenerational dialogue and I made it feel like a party like I wanted it to feel like a party that my parents would have at home bringing their interesting friends over and I would have my friends over you know and yeah that like the best parties in my opinion because it was so much more interesting to sit and and have dynamic and like you can have more of like a free exchange of ideas and conversations that sounds really cool yeah, exactly. So we did that event in June 2018, and it was a pretty massive success. Like, I think 80 people came, which surpassed my expectations. So I was doing that for about a year before I started bringing in friends to really help me. So I created um, Circle Up, which is a members club for people who really want to continue that connection between generations but on a more direct level. So instead of uh, relying on the party or that event to meet someone interesting who could mentor you and you could mentor them, Mm -hmm. Circle actually does that work and we make connections. uh, Yeah. And we do that once a month in a very like structured way. So every first of the month, a member will be introduced to another member from a different age and uh, we explain in the introduction email why we made the connection and what we want each of them to, to learn from each other. That is really cool. And this Thanks. is only since 2018. Like, you know, the, the idea and then suddenly like everything just materialized. So that's um, a lot to happen. Thank you. I feel like I'm racing against myself. You know, I want to I want to grow. I want to bring this more people. Um, I want more members. I want more events. Like, you know, as the, as the entrepreneur behind it, um, I'm just, I'm just full on trying to go, go, go. But, um, you Mm -hmm. know, there are people who have been trying to grow their organizations for years and, you know, it maybe is still stuck at the idea stage. How do you move from an idea to, you know, materializing it? My advice Two words, start anywhere. Like whatever level. (laughs) Yes. And the beauty of being young today is that we have so many tools at our fingertips. Yeah. And if you start with one piece, then, you know, you put some work into it and then you watch it grow and then it gives you that confidence to keep going. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most powerful thing that it's like one step at a time and not worrying about the end goal too much because it might disappoint you when you're not getting there at the rate you want. Mm -hmm. And I think in my example, starting that first event was really just an experiment. You know, it was to see 
would people show up? Would they enjoy talking to each other? Is this theory in my brain that young and old would enjoy a conversation together? And um, it's just one event by one event. And it's amazing how many people in your network want to help you. It's, you know, another tool. You have people who um, probably believe in your mission if you tell them about it and don't keep it too secret. Um, I think that's a big thing. And, um, you know, tell one person. They might tell another friend, and that other friend might be the perfect person to help you with it. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's just having the courage to believe in your idea 100%. Exactly. And I think people maybe, like, might be a little bit afraid of – um, starting because they think like they don't have the expertise for it in that field or, you know, but I think what we should also open our minds is that, like what you said, start anywhere doesn't mean that you can't, that you're stuck there. Like you, you can continue improving on it. Yeah. And even with the example of being asked to speak on an education plenary, I never thought of myself as an expert in education. You know, I don't right. talk about school. I don't work with schools. Yeah. Um, we don't make lesson plans, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But suddenly because of something that I believe in and it has some tenets of education and sharing knowledge, you don't have to call yourself an expert. Just be curious and you'll you'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Like, the future of education, again, it's all about being adaptable um, and just using your knowledge to what fits into, you know, your life now and the future. And what you're doing is really allowing for those two generations to be adaptive into the new demands of our world now. How do you see the just circle growing? Like what uh, what would you like to see it in maybe like just even a year or f in the next five years? I want to continue to grow it kind of as we are now, but reaching more communities around the world. Mm. I think coming to One Young World showed me that there is a desire that exists beyond my New York community to meet people from different generations you know young people do want to meet older people they just don't have the channels to do it yeah and um so that was one piece that i learned and another piece was that businesses need intergenerational connections too because we do have five Definitely. generations in the workplace mm -hmm. so in terms of growth um part of it so part one is um creating more of a global community of intergenerational connections and that's already starting because we got an article published in El País, which is a, a newspaper for the Spanish-speaking world. Oh, and right. I saw that in, in your post, I think. Yeah. And I was just, I was blown away. Like, people from Spain, Bolivia, they're reaching out and applying to join Circle Up. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, is that, I mean, that's a very natural way to grow. Mm -hmm. And then the second piece is uh, B2B and looking at how we can so we circle can partner with businesses who need support in connecting generations and it takes a lot of work. So we're in the midst of that and trying to see like which companies um, want to really bring us in house. And yeah. so that's how I see it going like in the next year. That's so cool. Like, I, I mean, um, I can already imagine just you actually collaborating with a, a lot of companies and you try to 
for example, create a deliverable and you have to go through all those layers, it's often one way. And what your mm -hmm. organization is doing is like, you know, it's transforming that into a two way kind of conversation. If you had kind of your piece of, of golden words that you could share to your peers or the younger generation, like what would you say to them? I would say make use of the amazing people that you're surrounded with of all ages. Mm -hmm. Listen to them, ask them to tell their story, um, ask them what it was like when they were your age, you know, what their experience was. They have a whole life uh, that can be basically your book of knowledge and they have an experience that's worth sharing. And um, there, there tends to be the problem where um, they don't feel listened to and invisible. But uh, take a moment to sit down for a tea or something and just ask questions and get to know the people that are in your inner and outer circles and you'll be surprised at what you can learn. I love that. And you know, I, you know, what, what I was um, thinking as well, because this might be a unique question to Circle or to, to you as from Circle. What would you say to the older generation? I would say, like, remember what your value is. And despite this, um, sometimes there's an obsession with youth, but there is so much that you have to offer and uh, be open minded to learning throughout life. And a lot of that learning could happen through a conversation with someone younger than you. I also really love that. That's super heartwarming. I don't know. Um, this whole conversation just uh, just makes me smile because, um, <laughs> yeah, because there is a lot of kind of room for us to, you know, not even just look into the future, but right now there's a lot of room that we haven't explored with our grandparents or our friends grandparents you know like we haven't um, really explored all of those conversations in trying to solve um, whatever whatever issues right now exist in the world that that's something that I think is really cool that you brought in thank you yeah I'm, I'm glad really that happy. this is a fun conversation yeah <laughs> yeah really um yeah I think like I'm I'm really happy with this uh the, the this whole uh episode because you know um, there's not enough emphasis and we keep on saying it about intergenerational dialogue but there really isn't um, enough emphasis hap uh, of that happening like on, on a day-to-day -day basis and people like you the listeners um, and you know our parents should really start to open their mind and consider this uh, and because I think that's a great step to 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 our future well um thank you so much charlotte for for being here today with us through this episode and just giving your um insight about everything and the importance of intergenerational dialogue um i hope that whoever listens to this now um is really going to take that in and you know talk to your grandparents or if you are a grandparent talk to your um grandchild or your child or your child's friend um and you know build um, connections and have those conversations and who knows like what Charlotte said that whatever comes fruit from that might surprise you so thank you everyone um, and I'll see you next episode bye bye thanks for joining us this week on One Young World Diaries make sure to follow Deloitte Indonesia's podcast so you'll never miss out on hearing from today's youth change makers and One Young World ambassadors see you on the next episode